Okay, we are uh, starting a kind of a really long series of, of questions that we are dubbing really white questions for a black man, right? <laughs> and uh, Ed, Brian, and Cammy are here, and we are going to dive right in to, is there something that you want white people to do? That's the first question. Yeah, and to explain a little bit of where that's coming from is, I, I think, particularly like out of George Floyd and the whole world watching, like it, it was hard to find a functioning human mind that thought that was okay. That this, this was the common rally point, and the attention was drawn, the volume went up, and I think a lot of well-intentioned, I'm ready to be a part of the change white people turned to to the, the race in the other direction and asked, what do you want me to do? What what should I do to help with race? So I always have to give this precursor that, you know, this is this is just one black guy out of many yeah. and one perspective. So um, as you're listening, don't take this as the ultimate right perspective. It's mm -hmm. just one perspective. And this is just how I see it. But I think when you when you say, well, what do you want white people to do is really be willing to call out injustice when you see it mm. instead of just ignoring it and some people or even justify it. So I'll tell you. So you have some people just ignore it because a it doesn't affect you mm. or it doesn't benefit you. Mm -hmm. Um. And so some people, it's it just kind of, it's just part of the day. It's just part of what happens because it doesn't live on my street or mm -hmm. live in my neighborhood. So, it, you know, we, we ignore it. There's a lady named Jane Elliott, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen or heard of the, um, the experiment that was done. I think it was back in the 60s. It was like the blue eyes versus brown eyes. Mm. And she was doing a talk one day, and it was, a, it was an auditorium full of white students. And her question in that talk was, would anybody in here, would you raise your hand or stand up if anybody in here would exchange and would you like to be treated the way our black and brown citizens are treated in this country? Hmm. And she said, if you would like, if you would be okay being treated like our black and brown citizens in this country, please raise your hand and stand up. And nobody moved. Yeah. And then she goes, wait a minute, maybe you didn't understand the question. If you would like to be treated the way our black and brown citizens are in this country, would you raise your hand or stand up? And nobody moved. And she said, well, there's the problem. Mm. If you know people are being mistreated and you know if you wouldn't want to be treated that way yourself and you know you wouldn't want to be treated that way and then you don't say anything... Mm -hmm and you don't stand up, then you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so I think what, what happens is um, you'll find one set of people who simply just ignore it, like I said, because they don't affect them or it doesn't benefit them. Or then you'll find that other set, which I know you said anybody with a functional mind, but there are people, large swarms of people who just who justified it. And that is a cultural thing because if you've ever really, and you kind of almost have to be in tune for this, if you ever, when something happens to say somebody that's black or brown, if you really listen to the news close enough, 
the first thing the news always says is they go back and they start digging to see that they have some type of criminal history. Right. Oh yeah, they had a they had a speeding ticket ten years ago. It's almost like they something bad happened to you. You must have done something bad for the, something bad to happen to you. Oh, we found something you did five years ago, ten years ago, um, all these years ago, and now. We need to bring it out. Why? Because what that does, it, it almost justifies what's happened instead of saying a human being, like we talked about George Floyd, a human being was murdered mm-hmm. right before our eyes. And there are some people who will argue with you and say he deserved it because he was X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think a lot of it is, what are you, don't ignore it. And, and here, here's three quotes that I found. Let me uh, jump in, me oh, jump go ahead. in for, with a question on yeah. just because I know what everyone would be feeling right now is speak up where? Mm-hmm. Like, if this is on the news, I'm just talking to my television or, or my wife. Mm. If it's on social media, it, it feels like contributing to a dumpster dire <sighs> fire sometimes. It just doesn't seem that constructive. Mm-hmm. Like, the 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 number of scenarios in which a, a white person is right there when i don't know someone's discriminated against in a cashier line or they they got their cell phone out during a police incident or like i just can't find many places where my voice matters to the situation where 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 would speaking out matter I think your voice is way more powerful in those rooms where people are most comfortable saying how they really feel. Mm. <laughs> You're right. It, it's not necessarily the public display that changes or moves needles, but it's those private places where you're in a room full of people who may look like you mm-hmm. and when when you're in a room full of people who look like you the f- the next assumption most people think is they also think like you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when people become a lot more loose a lot more less guarded around their feelings or their thoughts uh, I, I, I feel you on this that's <laughs> kind of what we touched on last episode right yeah there there's a frankness that t- takes place in a same race setting yeah so you're you're saying yeah. Speaking of those moments. In those moments, that's when it becomes asking more questions. Why do you think this way? Well, have you ever considered this? That's where real, for lack of better words, real change begins to happen mm-hmm. or real separation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's a lot of people who do a lot of public things only in public. And then when they get in private, it's something different because mm-hmm. people do public things for public recognition or mm-hmm. from to be perceived a particular way. Mm-hmm. But the most effective way that I see, this is the Ed Cook version, that I see is being um, what I would call, are you that voice of change in those private mm-hmm. moments where people are most comfortable and will be a little bit more vulnerable because there's an assumption that my skin color um, forces us to think alike. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good one. Keep, keep going further because I think that, that's a good responsive one. Mm-hmm. 
is there a proactive one of what a white person can do to to help with race? I would say I'll say this. There, there's three three quotes by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that he had that I thought that I think would be um viable it was and then it's something else that you did that i thought was great but three quotes that he had he said there comes recording this is martin luther yep yep. (laughs) yeah no we're not quoting we're not quoting you it's just something that you did it's after the quotes is something that you did that i think exemplifies this what oh, he was okay. saying, and that's what I want. That's what I was trying to time together. Not you and Martin Luther King. But he said, "There comes a time when silence is betrayal." Mm. That was one quote. The second quote was, "In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends." Mm. Yep. And the, that was a huge part of his story. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've seen the. The, the letters and the correspond the the number of white pastors that were encouraging a more moderate stance on his part and he's like why why can't you stand with me you're mm-hmm. you're saying I'm right but you're not saying it loud enough for anyone to hear right and then the third one was the ultimate tragedy is not the oppression and cruelty by the bad people but the silence over that by the good people mm-hmm. and as I think about those three, I think about the incident. I want to say it happened last year in Muskego. Mm-hmm. And the, a conversation we had kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm somebody in the public here in Muskego. And the thing, the, the racist things that happened at, at the school and you felt the need to at least say something, stand out in, in the name of not just the white, the white guy in Muskego, but in the name of the gospel, in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you felt the, the need and at least to say something. Like you said, social media is a dumpster fire and you, you did it there, but you did something. You weren't, you weren't silent. Um, you, you made a public stance on this is wrong, and that's what I meant. So I wasn't trying to quote you both, but at least, <laughs> <laughs> but at least say there was some action behind that. And ultimately, got, you have to know that when you start to make those stances privately and even publicly, there's a cost to it. Mm. There's a cost to being right. There's a cost to following Jesus mm-hmm. in all aspects, including race. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that cost may be losing people, losing friends. I think I even said it in my last sermon at Lake Point. Um, when I'm on, there's at least one person on this planet that you care what they think about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's a cost that you have to decide. Am I going to stand up for the gospel and what's right? Or do I potentially lose right. um, lose a friendship or lose some camaraderie with somebody that I may have built for the last 5, 10, or 15, or 20 years? Yeah. Good. That's good. I feel like there's a lot of questions we could build on it. Do you, you want to take it further, Cami, or do you want to save it for other episodes? I think let's save it. Let's move on to the next question. All right. Thanks, Ed. Mm -hmm. That was uh, was real helpful stuff. 